say hi. Hi. Tell everybody hi. Hi. See you at church. Say see you at church. Say see you at church. See you at church. I love Jordan. What else do you love about your church? Uh, Julia. You love the music? Praise the Lord. I would like to share a scripture with you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. When we trust in Jesus, you will guide and direct our footsteps. Hi, Crossroads Church family. This is Mac. And this is Patty. We just wanted to let you know we was thinking about you, and we miss you, and we love you, and we pray that you stay safe, and God bless each and every one. Amen. Hey, we're, we're the, the Rogers, Rogers family. family. I'm Anthony. I'm Lindsay. This I'm, is Colton. I'm Colton. And this is Carson. This, this, this is and we're excited for the service today. We're glad you could join us. Hello from the elders. Good to have this opportunity to say hello to you. We miss everybody and we're praying for the whole church and uh, just waiting for the day we can get back together. Love everybody. Bye. Hi to our family of the Hedges. We love and miss all of you so much. And we hope you all get to reconnect soon. Hey Crossroads family, the Abbott family here. I'm Ted. I'm Crystal. And I'm James. We just wanted to say how much we love and miss you all. Can't wait till we're back together again in the sanctuary. And I hope that you all are staying at home and staying safe. Hey everyone, I'm Yada. And it's me, Maddox. I just want to say that I really love and miss you guys. And I'm excited to see you all again whenever that may be. But staying connected virtually has been nothing but benefits, honestly. You know, I'm still able to mingle with and see and hang out with my youth group and just keep in touch and still able to enjoy other services online. I love the online services because I'm able to worship with people that I know and I love, including my church family and my friends, and it's honestly just a great benefit to me. Pass on! <laughs> never again, Pastor. Never, never, never. Hey guys, glad you made it to church on time. We are the Larsons and my name is Micah. Nathan. And my name is Zach. We miss going to church and seeing our church family. However, we like staying connected online. But always remember to stay positive, connected, and healthy. Bye. 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 Hello church people. And I miss you and I love you. Let's have some church. Hi, I'm Carol Larson, grandma of the Larson family. And I'm happy to be here. Wish I could be with all of you in person. Miss hearing from you and getting those wonderful hugs in the morning. And a special thank you to Pastor and Sister Dummett for all that they're doing to keep live stream, to keep us in connection with each other. Looking forward to seeing all of you real soon. God bless, have a beautiful time, a beautiful Easter. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, church family. From the Brick Bills. Hi. It's <laughs> Resurrection Sunday. So blessed that Christ is risen. Love and miss you all. Looking forward to making up for all the missed hugs. God bless you. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Have a good one. Hello, everyone. We're the Davises. I'm Julius. And I'm Petra. We're part of the Crossroads. We love our Crossroads Church and we love our Crossroads family. Right now, we would like to encourage you with a scripture that has helped us through difficult times before. And that scripture is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Right now, everybody's feeling a little bit difficult times and uh, we'll just have to put our faith in Jesus and he'll see us through. And we look forward to the time that we all can meet again together at the crossroad, hug and shake hands. In Jesus' name, you have a blessed day. Hey, Crossroads family, this is Christy. This is Kate. And this is Jeremy. We miss you guys so much, and we cannot wait to get back to church with all of you. Yes. Love you all. Love yes. everybody. We miss love you everybody. all. Bye. Crossroads family, it's Selena. And Brian, we're the Larsons. 
We miss everybody. Hope everybody's staying safe. Thanks for getting up with us this Sunday morning. Happy Easter to everybody. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor, for all you're doing. We love you. We miss seeing you face to face. We're praying every day for you and the church family. We love staying connected online, but we can't wait till we can praise and worship together. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody. This is Mike and Donna Bond. We just wanted to say hi to y'all. I hope y'all doing well. We miss you and uh, look forward to the services in the future. So it's good to see y'all. Bye. Bye. Hi, Crossroads family. I love you guys. I hope you're all doing well. I wish you guys a happy Easter, and I look forward to seeing you all again. We worship God with you. Love you. God bless you. Bye. Hello, Pastor and Sister Dummett and the saints at the Crossroads Church. We just want to say a great big hello. We miss you, and we hope you're doing well. We love you. I we love you. you. Thank you for all your prayers. Thank you so much. We appreciate each and every one of you and you're often on our minds. Thank you for your prayers and we love you from the Moreno family. I love you. Bye. Hello, Hello everybody. everybody. This is Jasmine. Sister Kathy. Ashton. Julia. We love you guys. We miss you. And we look forward to getting together with you again soon. Thanks for staying connected with us. Until we get back. Let's have church in our homes. Praise the Lord, Crossroads Pentecostal Church. Que Dios los bendiga, hermanos. Es una bendición saludarlos. We give honor today to each and every one of you and to your pastors, brother and sister Dummett, and their great family. Amen. We are the Campbells on a mission with our new addition to Costa Rica, Luke, Samantha, and baby Asher. Hello. He just turned a year old this past week, and we give God glory and honor for what he has done and, what, and this great gift that he's given us. Amen. Amen. And so today we want to encourage you to lift your hands, to worship, to be encouraged today in song and in word. Dance today. Sing today. Lift your voice in victory because we serve a God that is in control. Amen. It may not look like it. Things are in control to the natural eye, what's going on around us. But if you will hold on to the promises and trust in God, he's the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. And the Bible said he never failed them in a storm, in a trial in a bad, tough, difficult situation. He never left them and he never failed them. So rest assured, my brothers and my sisters, that our God is in control today. Lift your hands, lift your voice, shout unto God today because we have the victory. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let's have some church. Amen. It's church time. Welcome everybody, we're so glad that you are here today online with us uh, on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday 2020, and uh, it is so wonderful to have you with us. We want to just welcome you and we want you to know that we are glad that you're here. Please take time to interact with us online and let's go right into worship.
Worthy, worthy, worthy to 
God together with all of you today. What an exciting time, amen, that we are having today. Today, we are thrilled that you have joined us, and we want to get into the Word of God today, and we are going to continue our series on Love is Why. And uh, last week, we talked about how love is the reason, and today, we're going to talk about how love is why Jesus came, He died, He rose, and He reigns. And so, we turn our attention to Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, which says, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And the purpose of Jesus coming, the reason why Jesus came, why did Jesus have to come? The scripture tells us that through sin, that Satan gained power over mankind. And I think if you understand, the answer is all the way back in the beginning in the book of Genesis we read how God created a perfect paradise called Eden and how Satan was then able to deceive Eve and consequently cause Adam to sin. With this sin and with the fall, the earth was no longer perfect. And now because of sin, people were no longer able to be blameless. Satan now had the power over mankind. And so humanity could no longer serve God. They could never, uh, they couldn't be fully in relationship with God. And so God gave them the Ten Commandments. He gave them the law that would help them to live a good outward life. But year after year, they had to make sacrifices to God to atone for their sins because they were not able to overcome the sin that dwelt on the inside in their human nature. Sin created a division between God and man. And because the wages of sin is death, now Satan had sinners in his clutches. They had a sentence of death hanging over them. And so humanity needed a savior and a long time ago, I read something that Max Licato uh, wrote, and I, I've kind of paraphrased it. This is something that uh, it applies to why Jesus came. And, and we understand love is why he came. And this is kind of how he said, he said, if our greatest need had been information, then God would have become an educator. And if our greatest need had been technology, then God would have become a scientist. And if our greatest need had been money, then God would have become an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, then God became our Savior. Amen. Simply put, folks, we could not save ourselves. And we are slaves to sin. We have a, a death sentence that hangs over us. And the only way for us to have life was for there to be a sinless human sacrifice that would pay for our sins. And God loved us enough that the scripture tells us he took upon him the form of a servant. And he was made in likeness as a man. And he put on flesh to save those he loved. Amen. Love is why he came. It was for any other reason but his love for you and I. And love is not just why he came, but love is why he died. When we begin to read the Bible, we try to find some of the most obvious expressions of God's love for us. And the fastest way for us to do that is go straight to the cross of Jesus Christ. Because Calvary is God's statement of just how much he loves us. 
When you think of the immensity of the, the love of God, the first thing that the Bible is asking us to consider is the price that was paid. I know many times people don't understand uh, the, the uh, depth of the love of God and they say, how could somebody be willing to die? Amen. This is what the scripture says in Romans 5, 8 and the New American Standard Bible. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the reason that he died. He demonstrates his love in that he died for us. It was love that motivated Jesus to come to earth. It was love that motivated him to die on the cross, to become our substitute, to take our punishment. And the death of Jesus Christ was also the very visible demonstration that the Bible offers of God's love for sinful humanity. You see, the problem, folks, is we could not die for ourselves. Our blood wasn't pure enough to save us. We needed Jesus to take our place. He loved us enough to die for us. I'm so thankful that he didn't just love me enough to come, but he loved me enough to die for me. And nothing that we worship today, nothing that we hold in high esteem today could ever uh, stack up to what Jesus did in stepping down from the throne of heaven to live among sinful men and become like one of us. He gave his life so that not one person would have to spend an eternity in hell, so that not one person would ever have to be away from him for eternity. And the love of Jesus is greater and it's deeper than any one of us can fathom. We can understand our unworthiness. We can understand uh, our depravity and we can receive his grace and his mercy because he wants to give it to those who obey him. He wants to give it to those who trust in him and to who listen to his word and to uh, obey his word. Jesus shows his love to you and I every day. It wasn't just in his coming and it wasn't just in his dying, but every day by uh, the things that he does for us. Do you see the love of Jesus in your life? Jesus's uh, love is more obvious than it can't even be more obvious than that. He was willing to die for us. I don't know about you, but when somebody is willing to die for somebody, that is a, the, the most awesome statement. They are willing to give their life. And he doesn't ask us to give our lives. He just asks us to live for him. He asks us to surrender ourselves to him. Amen. And so we understand that love is why Jesus came. We understand that love is why Jesus died. But can I tell you, if it stops there, then we've got a problem because uh, there's a lot of people who have given their lives for people that they're still in the grave. But on the cross, Jesus displayed that he can conquer corruption. He displayed that he can forgive his people from their sin. And it was a victory. The cross was a victory because he did something that would not let sin be held over humanity forever. And so what he did was he triumphed over sin, over evil, and over death on the cross. In Colossians 2.15, the New King James, it reads, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. But you see, in order to triumph over sin, Jesus did not just need to die to take sins upon himself. He also had to rise from the dead so that sin could finally be dealt with. In other words, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, it, his death would be very tragic, but there would be no hope for the rest of us. We would be held by the clutches of sin forever. But Jesus died in place of sinners. And then when he rose, he displayed that it was truly finished as he had stated on the cross. When sin was officially defeated, when he rose from the dead, when he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, it was Jesus' love. Amen. The scripture says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The love that held Jesus Christ on the cross is the same love that that brought him out of the grave. God is love. The almighty spirit of God raised the humanity of Jesus because as Acts 2, 24 puts it, 
But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Jesus loved you not just enough to die for you, but he loved you enough to rise from the dead. Amen. That's what Christianity is celebrating today. That's what churches all over America are excited about today, that we don't serve a dead Savior. We serve a living and a risen Savior. The fact that he got up. Amen. Death couldn't hold him down. Death couldn't keep him in the grave. Amen. He got up when everything else was stacked against him and the whole world and Satan had come against Jesus Christ. He said, you, you don't understand. I've got the power to lay down my life, but he said, I've got the power to raise it up again. I'm so thankful that love is why he got back up. Amen. If he didn't get back up, you and I don't have any chance of eternal life. But because he got up, we got the opportunity to have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And love is not just why he came. Love is not just why he died. Love is not just why he rose. But I need to go one step further today before we close. Love is why Jesus reigns. Love is why Jesus reigns. The the problem with too many people in our world is they want to be in charge. They want to be on the throne of their lives. And so lives, our, our lives get so messed up and things go really wrong and chaotic. And, and people want to know where is God in all of this? But let's just be fair for a moment, okay? He wasn't in charge. We took charge. We uninvited him in our life. Amen. Jesus wasn't the Lord of many people's life. And then they try to blame him because he didn't step in and intervene. If the Lord isn't Lord of everything, if Jesus isn't the Lord of everything in your life, then he truly isn't Lord of anything. Why would you want Jesus to reign in your life? Why would you want him to be on the throne of your life? Well, it's very simple because he alone truly knows what's best for you. The scripture tells us that he alone is wise, 1 Timothy 1, 16 and 17. However, for this reason I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now, to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus loves me enough to reign over the whole world. Amen. I'm so thankful. He's got the whole world in his hands. Yes. Even in times of crisis, even in times of trouble, I'm thankful that I know that Jesus Christ is on the throne. I'm thankful that I know that he rules and he reigns supreme and he will reign forever and ever. I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ is alive and well, and he is on the throne, but I'm so glad that he loves me enough to reign in my life as well. Love is why he reigns in my life. It's a good thing that I've got Jesus able to reign in my life. You know why? Because he sees what I don't see. He sees the unseen. God is omniscient. That means he sees ahead in time and space. Imagine if you were driving down a mountain road and you didn't know that a huge boulder had taken out, had rolled off the mountain, taken out a a bridge that's around the bend. And, and so uh, suddenly as you're driving down the mountain, you get a flat tire and, oh, no, it's, it's not good. But wait, you know, it turns out to be good because by the time you get the flat tire fixed, they've got a sign that tells you that the bridge is out. That, that little bit of time that it took you to get that flat tire fixed was the time it took them to realize that the bridge had been wiped out and to get the sign up. And so what would have been your certain demise, amen, turns out to be for your good. Why? Because God sees what we do not. He knows what's around the bend. He understands what's coming. He knew what we were going to be in today before we got here today. He knew before last month. He knew before last year. Amen. God is not taken by surprise on anything. He sees the unseen. So I'm glad that he's able to reign in my life. I'm glad that he's able to slow me down or speed me up. I'm glad that he's able to give me wisdom and direction on how I should proceed. And guess what? There's another reason he knows the future. God knows the future. It's, it's the reason he knows it is because he's already been there. He foreknew me. He knew more about me before I even existed. And I know that he knows what's best for me while I exist. God knew that Joseph's brothers were going to try to kill him and throw him into a deep pit. 
Amen. But his one brother convinced him to sell them to the, to the caravan on their way to Egypt. And so they sold him and, and they got their silver and, and Joseph was put into, into this, this Potiphar's house. And then because Potiphar's wife lied, he's thrown into prison into the dungeon and he's falsely accused and and then he he gets remembered at the last moment and and he becomes second in charge of Egypt under Pharaoh only and and he ends up being the one to uh, have the grain houses full because of the seven years of plenty when it comes time for the seven years of famine God knows the future so he had Joseph at the right place at the right time and even what Joseph's brothers meant for evil God intended it for good. He was using it, amen, to bring Pharaoh's dream and to bring this uh, happening to pass. And Joseph said it in uh, Genesis 50 and verse 20, he said, God meant it for good, amen, to bring about it, to keep many people alive. And so I can tell you today that God knows the things that you don't know about the future. He knows things about you that you don't even know about the future. God used the evil works done by Joseph's brothers, amen, but he also used the evil works that prompted people to say crucify him and put him on the cross. Amen. And they they hung Jesus on the cross. Amen. And they spit on him and they tore his beard and they beat him with uh, the cat of nine tails and, and they tore his body. Amen. And I can tell you that he used the evil works done by those Roman soldiers and by the people who instigated that happening. He, inst- he used that wicked happening and those evil uh, purposes to serve his purpose because God can work all things together for good to fulfill his redemptive plan to those who would repent to those who would believe and who would obey him you know what if I'm in charge of my life there is no doubt about it I'm going to mess things up I need God to reign in my life. I I sometimes look at certain circumstances and situations and wonder why I've got to go through what I go through. But God already knows the reason. He already knows the purpose. I need him to be in charge. I need him to rule and reign in my life. Love is why he came. Love is why he died. Love is why he rose. But love is also why he reigns. It's not because of me. It's not because he wants to be a dictator over me. It's because he loves me. It's because his wisdom is far greater than mine. His thoughts are high above my thoughts. His ways are high above my ways. How arrogant I must seem to him when I try to reign in my own life. I need to let him reign in my life in love. So I want to do this today as we close. I want you to ask God to forgive you. I want you to seek after him. If maybe there's been some things in your life, maybe there's been some things that you've allowed, amen, to come and be in a a higher priority than God. I want you to deal with it. Let's deal with it right now. I wonder if we could uh, dethrone ourselves, if we could take ourselves off the throne of our lives today and say, God, you love me enough to come. You love me enough to die. You loved me enough to, uh, to, to rise. And now, God, I want to thank you because I know that you love me enough to reign, to reign in my life. So what do I need to do in order to allow God to reign in my life? Ask God to forgive you. Ask him to remove any sin from your life. All of us have mistakes. All of us are sinners. All of us have the death sentence of sin hanging over us. And many times it's those sins and those faults that cloud our perception to the fact that Jesus loves us, that he does want to forgive us, that he does want to make something beautiful out of our lives. And the devil will use those sins in your life to make you feel unworthy and to make you feel like you are unloved. So ask God, God, would you cleanse me of all of that today? There's nobody that's worthy, nobody that's worthy on their own. Amen. We've got to deal with our guilt and shame by asking God to forgive us and asking him to cleanse us. And then his love will come in. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, maybe you were baptized. And when they baptized you, they said in the, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is a better way for you to be baptized. Amen. It is the biblical way. It is the scriptural way. And that is in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. He is the one who died for you. When Jesus told his disciples to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, he said name because they understood the name was Jesus Christ. And every time somebody is baptized for the first time in scripture, they are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they are, they are washed completely. And his love, amen, that while he rose from the grave, his love is what is washing his blood is what is washing away your sins today. So why not take that step? Why not be identified with Jesus in baptism and have every stain washed away from your past? And then he promises he will fill you with his spirit. He promises he will give you the gift of the Holy Ghost to help you to love the unlovable, to bring peace and joy into your life. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, you will speak in a language that you did not learn in school. That's the initial evidence that you're receiving the same experience that they did in the book of Acts. So why don't you just begin right now? Maybe you already have, have, have followed those steps. Maybe you've already been baptized. You've already received the gift of the Holy Ghost. But somewhere along the way recently, you've taken Jesus off the throne. And maybe you've put yourself or your family or your career or something else. Jesus loved you enough to come. He loved you enough to die. He loved you enough to rise from the grave. But now, why don't you let him love you through reigning in your life? Why don't you let him show you his love? Maybe the love of God, amen, has moved in your heart today. And it's been convicting you of some things, even as I've been preaching. Why don't you make a place to pray in your home? Why don't you take the time, amen, to kneel at the coffee table or to kneel at that ottoman or to kneel at the couch right now or to to, uh, put your head down or lift up your hands in your kitchen, wherever you are, amen. Why don't you find a place to pray and say, God, would you reign in my life? Lord, I thank you that you love me enough to come to die and to rise from the grave. But today I want you to reign as King of Kings and Lord of Lords in my life. If you're not sure what step to take after you pray, please contact us. Please let us know. Amen. God is going to do something great in your life. Amen. As we go to this song, I want you to know, amen, God is going to move if you will call upon him right now.
Thank you so much. I want to pray for you right now. God, I pray that you would move in, in each and every heart and each and every life. God, those that are tuned in and watching right now, I pray, God, that you would help us to allow your love to come in. Lord, we thank you that you came, that you died, that you rose. And God, we want to allow you to reign, not just in this world, not just over the kingdoms of this world, but God, over the kingdoms of our heart. And I pray, God, that right now, Lord, if there's anything that would separate us from your blessing. If there's anything, God, that would keep us from being who you want us to be, Lord, that we would dethrone that thing and that we would put you back on the throne of our lives, that we would allow you to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And God, today, we will give you the glory and praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to encourage you. Amen. I already mentioned it as I was preaching, but if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, today is your day. Amen. Take the time. Amen. Call us. Connect with us. We will make a way for you to be baptized in Jesus' name today. You don't have to wait. Amen. For the, the crisis to be over, just let's, let's, let's take care of it right now. Amen. I want to see uh, what God will do in your life. And so, if you want to be baptized, if you need specific prayer, make sure that you put that in your prayer request or in your connection card. Please stay in contact with us this week. We're going to have a big week with our after Easter cyber revival. We are so looking forward to what God is going to do. We have evangelists, pastors, and missionaries from all over the country, from all over the world that are going to be speaking to us uh, at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday of this week. I cannot wait. You will not want to miss it. Uh, Make sure that you make plans to join us right now and invite somebody to be with you. Thank you for being faithful in your giving. Thank you for what you're doing. Amen. God is helping us to be connecting to, to a, a wonderful group of people online, and we want to see what God will do in their life. Thank you so much for being a part of our online service today. May God bless you. Hello, my name is Christina. And I am a member of the First Impressions team here at the Crossroads. If you are a guest 
or if this is your first time watching live with us, we'd like to offer you a gift just for connecting using the digital connection card. Please text the word LOVE, L-O-V-E, to 502-200-8425. We look forward to connecting with you. Special prayer requests can be made just by putting them on the digital connection card or simply by contacting the church. We're here to pray with you. If you're ready to experience water baptism in Jesus' name, we can make that happen today. Just call us. We'd love to encourage you to read the Bible with us daily using the YouVersion Bible app. We can read the Bible together and even post our prayer requests on the app to share. The link is in the e-bulletin. Please like and subscribe to our Facebook page, live stream, and YouTube channels for future events and updates. We love our community. We're here to serve you in any way we can. Thank you so much for staying connected with us during this time of social distancing. Hey, Crossroads family and friends. My name's Ted Abbott, and I have a question for you today. Do you guys remember these? Did you guys think this was going to be your retirement fund? When Beanie Babies hit the market, people went crazy. Some people bought bucketfuls of these stuffed creatures, thinking they'd be worth a good deal of money later. Like all fads though, Beanie Baby Mania eventually died down. This is a good illustration of how quickly the world changes. An item is worth something today and nothing tomorrow. Stock rises and falls and we're constantly in financial limbo. You know what never loses its value? Generosity. Throughout scripture, the Bible consistently speaks about the importance of giving. Philippians, a book penned by the Apostle Paul, is essentially a thank you note for that church's generosity. You should read it if you haven't. Jesus spent his whole earthly life just giving to us completely of himself. The creator of our bodies came and gave himself so he could be the savior of our souls. To be a generous giver means to have the very nature of God. There's nothing wrong with liking things, but if we only invest in things when it's all said and done, we'll be left holding something like this beanie baby. Invest in the kingdom of God. Seek first his righteousness in your giving of your time, talent, and treasure. Thank you, Crossroads members, for giving back to God. He has been so very good to us. We give freely today because we know that God loves our cheerful giving. We have a few very easy options if you would like to give to the Crossroads. First, you can give by texting the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 502-200-8425. Second, you can give online by going to our website or give in our Church Center app. If you want to give in person, please call us at 270-351-6060 and we'll make arrangements for you to stop by the church with your giving. Or we can arrange for one of the finance team to meet you and pick up your giving and bring you envelopes that you can mail into the church via the U.S. Postal Service. If you want to set up text to give, just text any dollar amount to 84321 and it will give you the option of giving by text moving forward. Thank you so much for giving. We know God will bless you. One last time, I want to say goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us. May God bless you. Have an awesome week. We look forward to seeing you as part of our After Easter Cyber Revival all week, Monday through Saturday, 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. nightly. God bless you from the crossroads.